Race matters. 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 I'd like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting on unceded Gadigal land. This land has been in the hands of generations of Gadigal custodians for thousands of years before us, and it will continue to be in their hands long after us. It's a meeting place for sharing knowledge, stories and song, and we are privileged to be part of that storytelling today and every day at FBI Radio. I pay my respects to Gadigal elders past and present, We're broadcasting from Redfern right now, the birthplace of black theatre in this country and a site for resistance and resilience for First Nations peoples. We honour this in all the work we do and carry this into our conversation today. You're listening to Race Matters. This is a show that explores the values and complexities of race, culture and identity. I'm Sharika Hellaludin. We're moving now from one version of anti-colonial resistance to another, hearing from experimental ambient artist Talia Palmer, who also makes music under Ambi Downs. She's someone who uses sound in quite grating and abstract ways to speak to her colonial frustrations and the trauma of dispossession and being part of the stolen and hidden generations. She achieves this in a haunting, dissonant, and sometimes meditative way. I chatted to her earlier this week to unpack her creative process and what it is to turn such political intentions into poetic musical expression. when often we begin our conversations on race matters we ground ourselves in place and where we're located on Gadigal country and I guess today I wanted to add to that and ground ourselves in time um, and what's happening in this continent at the moment and Talia you're an artist that uses your music to explore colonial frustrations and its traumas decolonizing and healing through ambient sound um, how are you in this moment? For, uh, it's it's not easy, honestly. Everything with the the referendum and you know uh, the shifting of of weather at the moment, like the changing of the the big seasons, and like knowing that we're coming into a drier period. I've got anxiety around what's coming in terms of fires and more floods, and that and the referendum has been a dark and difficult and frustrating process, I suppose, to learn about all of all of the things that are behind it and the um the the ways that people are not being kind to each other through the discussions and the discourse. Um, it's really quite heartbreaking. 
Um, so I guess I'm wishing that I wasn't in this time, but at the same time, this time is interesting to exist in as well. reflecting a lot on how you self-described as an anti-colonial artist and this moment of time is exactly all of what you've just spoken about and I do want to stay with this idea but um, peer elsewhere and uh, speak to a lot of what you reference in memory and ancestral practices in your music. One of the latest tracks, Mernung Digging for Yam Daisy, what is it about sound that allows you to weave across different timelines? Well, I suppose with Murnong, like the entire Murnong project, like there's been a couple of musical releases, but uh, they're part of a broader project that has uh, a lot of video and installation stuff involved. Um, the sound element of that, a big part of it is like, you know, recording myself, um, harvesting Murnong in my own backyard that, crinkling of the of the leaves the dried leaves and digging up in the soil and the fire uh when i'm cooking it these are exactly the same sounds that you know my ancestors or at least like you know people that interacted with my ancestors would have would have been doing for you know thousands of years with that same plant um that point of connection i think is something that's really really special and comforting in a sense knowing that by continuing that practice, we're then handing that down and not letting it be forgotten the way that it nearly was in, in my family, at least, and for many other families who have suffered from, you know, forced assimilation and, and dispossession for so long. It's it's heavy, <laughs> it's sad, um, but it's also uh, like powerfully lightening at the at the same time. It's like there's a massive tension there that I don't think will ever go away. Like knowing what was lost for many generations in my family and and what I I, I perceive as a loss definitely. Um, the sadness of that and the frustration of having to do all of this work to connect to things that shouldn't have been taken from us in the first place, um, that I should have been raised with, that all of my family members should have should have known from the start. That's heavy, but knowing that I'm going through this process of learning some of these things, at least the information, if not the cultural practices themselves, then to be able to pass that information at least onto the next generations of my family is a really nice feeling. Like that feels powerful and important and is one of the main drivers of my entire art practice pretty much. 
um, and the and the political work that I get involved in too, because yeah, passing on these things to the next generations to allow them to be stronger and to not have to suffer the same way that me and my um, older generations have is like that for me that's kind of the point of existence <laughs> for me at least it's not the same for everyone but that drives me very much yeah I feel like there's an aspect to that where like to remember and to recover is an act of care absolutely like that um knowing that older generations of my family say my my great-grandmother I know that she would have been um like I I feel that she that she would be very proud of of this path that I'm taking because she wasn't allowed to ever touch any of this stuff like and her mother like both of them at risk of having their children stolen from them if they ever identified themselves as as mob openly you know the fact that I can do that is honoring them that emotion and complexity definitely comes through in a lot of your work and you've mentioned that you're an interdisciplinary artist, uh, some of which is a sound and music practice. Um, can you tell us how you move from such a political and intimate experience uh, to the final sound works? I start with a point of research or consideration about a particular topic, but everything is connected always so I can't extract things completely in their in their like solitary thingness whatever but I'll start with a vague concept and then that will push the the research that I do to, to draw in different elements from like pretty much just like resources online archival videos sounds and then my own field recordings um, around spaces that are dictated by gut instinct or like a plan to to go to a certain space or record record a certain thing um, and mix them together in various states of like emotional upheaval I suppose and then well I feel that they're done when when I hit this like like emotional atmosphere that I think is relevant to the themes that I'm working with or the or the concept that I'm working with. It's incredibly intuitive, really. I do notice there is a lot of spaciousness and also silence in some of the work that you make. Um, can you speak to the significance of this absence? Um, there is a drive to layer a lot at once, like it's like, like a sonic assault <laughs> in, in some ways. Um, to to push that that feeling like that heaviness that like deep time kind of feeling, um, but knowing through it, just the act of making it that I need a break, so the audience will need a break. But it's interesting like getting to choose when the audience gets to have a break. So maybe there's like an element of of control from from my end to to decide when and how the audience experiences that break. The stuff that I'm externalizing through this music, uh, so I don't get a break from it inside me. Like it, it never goes away, really.
feel like that comes back to how you introduced yourself as you're an artist that seeks to create moments of being unsettled um, and that's like so important in a consciousness raising process as well is to be unsettled. I, I feel like in like sound making and a lot of music scenes there's this idea that the things we hear around us are removed from our experience so it's okay to extract like we can pull out our phone and record the environment around us and not ask for permission and it becomes an object for us to use and that feels like a really racialized and colonial dynamic in thinking about some of the stuff that you've mentioned how do you think we can move towards a more relational way of creating rather than an extractive one well, I suppose, like, you know, the way I treat field recordings when it's out, um, you know, like outside of the city or outside of like urban centres or like, you know, really built up areas when I'm outside of those sorts of spaces and I'm and it's a bit easier to feel connected with country. Um, always, always treating it with with the, you know, the consideration for like who's obviously whose land it is like what kind of ecosystems are there, like what kind of weather patterns happen there and how they influence the sounds that you're you're interacting with. And if you're going to be using those sounds, it should be in like with the purpose of like, um, you know, it's not speaking for, but at least having consideration for, um, you know, the future and the past of that of that space and those and those ecosystems um, and the people who tended that that land for for so long and in many cases aren't allowed to do that same thing even though they still have that connection there that's all over the continent you can't you can't escape it um but it's easier to remember that stuff when you're outside of the cities all all i'm surrounded by is is the noise of the colony you know like it, like i live on a main road so it's constant big broom brooms and fucking train sounds and pigeons and construction so I tend I tend to approach the like my relationship with those sounds as extractive you know in a way like I'm appropriating them to speak to my frustrations about how prevalent they are and my occasional feelings of powerlessness that I can't change how pre prevalent they are um, and that I don't have the ability to be on my ancestral country for so many reasons um and that the people whose country this is never got a say in the sounds that i currently experience on their country so yeah so i don't know it's a complicated one but for for people who are wanting to engage with sounds of country outside the city environment to just remember and to continue knowing like who was there, who should be there, um, human and non-human alike. Well, speaking of live encounters and being in relationship to other First Nations and Black practitioners, um, you'll be showing some work as part of the Volumes Festival coming up. Uh, what's the process been like for you? Yeah, I'm doing a live performance as Ambie Downs. Um, I've uh, been constructing a set for that. And then I also 
I'm showing two films as well, two projections there, um, <clears throat> which are both iterations of the of the Murnong project. Just sort of um, one was pre-made, and then another one was developed specifically to be projected onto the outside of the I think the new building of Art Gallery of New South Wales. And then November, I'm releasing a new album um, through Room Forty. Um, and that album is a collection of like two long form works that were soundtracks um, for audiovisual works that I made uh, late last year, all about country <laughs> as always, but like how violent fences are and um, how damaging white systems of water management are like, you know, these, these real like angry environmental concerns that I was working pretty hard on at that time. That is all for Race Matters this week. I'm Sharika Hallaludin. Thank you so much to Talia Palmer for inviting us into her creative world and speaking through what it is to engage with processing, trauma, to decolonize the mind, body and spirit. You can catch Talia performing as Ambi Downs at Volumes Festival happening at the Art Gallery of New South Wales on September 27 from 7pm. Entry is free for that one and she'll be sharing work alongside a heap of other artists, orbiting through themes of exploratory sonic approaches, drifting ambience, neoclassical forms and reductive electronics. We'll link the details to all of that in our show notes. If you want to listen back to episodes of Race Matters, you can do that at fbiradio.com slash race matters. 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 Race matters.